नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चार वक्त पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट कुशल मेहरा ऑल राइट टुडेज पॉडकास्ट इज अबाउट बेसिकली व्हिच आई हैव बीन शाउटिंग अबाउट फॉर द लास्ट वन वीक बट आई गेस द वोटिंग इज ओवर 8 मार्च वाज द डे द वोटिंग वाज गोइंग टू बी डन इन केस यू आर वंडरिंग व्हाट वोटिंग वाज गोइंग टू बी डन सो द टोरंटो डिस्ट्रिक्ट स्कूल बोर्ड वाज प्लानिंग टू ऐड कास्ट ऑपरेशन टू द नॉन डिस्क्रिमिनेशन पॉलिसी दिस दिस पर्टिकुलर thing was moved in february i don't remember whether it was 3rd of february or 5th of february Eighth. i don't remember the or 8th whatever chalo 3 5 8 ho gaya to main dono to so i was near the ballpark so on 8th of february they made this uh, uh, thing and it was voted for and then to add caste discrimination into the category was supposed to happen on the 8th of march and then in between uh, that date where this resolution was moved originally a lot of activism was happening many organizations were uh, actively working kona was one of them there was also kohi cohhe so i mean i came to know about it full disclosure through sangeeta iyer my dear friend who lives in uh, canada and sangeeta was you know in touch with me all the time and uh, obviously hf was also helping so i i just you know decided you know i can invite nikunj and jay from kona uh, jay i think is represented uh, representing kona in canada and nikunj obviously is based in the united states of america so guys welcome yeah namaste thank you, thank you for, for having, having us. us so uh, jay uh, chalo tumse start karte hain so basically mere ko ek baat batao ki abhi uh, uh, let's rewind so mm-hmm. what was the original stand so what was the stand that was taken on the 8th of february yeah sure so 8th of february the motion was presented uh, it was proposed by uh, a trustee uh, rajkula singham and was seconded by another uh, lady i think shri something uh, and uh, so the original motion uh, basically uh, wanted to have a couple of action items with respect to uh cost operation one it was uh, it wanted to uh uh a- address the cost operation in tdsb and uh, like series of step were proposed so the, it was two phased approach with the proposed phase one <coughs> was the com- create creation of uh, the working group uh which will basically constitute of self identified uh, uh dalits who identify as caste oppressed and uh, activists and uh, the mandate for the working group was uh, basically to define caste operation and create sort of instructions and materials around the caste operation for the staff and members of tdsp And just a small uh, collection yeah. here correction here jay it was not just people who self identifies in the self identifies the let's and people who are members of the community so just correcting you over there i just read the slide is killer oh that members is a title so there's members and the, below that there is a mandate so the the what is written below members is what uh, was the constitu- constitution so the working group was basically to report back uh, to the board by june with respect to the membership and with respect to the mandate like uh, besides developing instruction and uh, uh, for the staff uh, the phase 2 of the plan was uh, to have caste operation added as a system of power and operation in uh, uh, their multi year uh, strategic plan so this was the original motion i'll 
a lot of things were like there was a discussion around it on uh, february 8th uh, and at that time it was then it was up for vote on the next meeting which was march 8th after that okay so so for the record i am open to speaking to yalini uh, rajakulasingham so yalini if you are going to listen to this podcast here's my open offer i will actually host you separately if you want to come and ho- hold your points the only condition i have is i will ask you counter questions that you might have to answer but i know she won't come but i'm just putting it on the record over here but i have one <clears throat> one one simple question uh this is something that uh, i have not uh, had a satisfactory answer from anybody in the diaspora what, what is fundamentally wrong in in uh, let's say uh, i mean i asked this on the seattle uh, thing too with suhag uh, after the motion was passed over there in the city and the amendment was passed like what is the big deal if they add caste discrimination as as a standalone category i i i don't care who takes it jay or nikunj anybody can take it sure uh and and this was a conversation i had yesterday also with the folks in cbc what's the big deal the the challenge there are multiple layers here um let's start from the, the first one okay the overall understanding of general population in canada us around the world generally see caste equals hinduism hinduism equals caste now there could be debates academic debates things like that about that the problem is when when a lawmaker is going to enforce this policies he he already he or she already has unconscious or even conscious bias uh, when implementing this and only looks at hindus with a brown skin essentially so that's number one uh, whether they like it or not that is that is the reality the second thing is how they define caste there is no universal definition of caste are they going to use uh, laws from india to define caste here and even in india it's so complicated uh there are thousands and thousands of groups you know the obc category for example is uh, varies between states we were talking earlier about some last names right you could they could be kshatriya they could be dalit they could be something different so how are they planning to do that are they going to keep a roster of castes in uh, in some registry somewhere that they have to look up every time there is caste discrimination the third is how if you look at the motion it talks about so caste can be identified with someone's last name someone's dietary habits someone's you know birth whatever you know so all of a sudden you are using markers that will get into civil rights issues like uh, you know so if i'm vegetarian and a brahmin then i have a problem but if i'm a vegetarian and, and not a, a, a sorry a vegetarian and not a brahmin or a non veg and a brahmin then what happens right so you cannot identify laws don't work by someone's dietary habits or someone's last name because that's that is really seriously a violation the third issue is self identification so as you have seen people who self identify so for example let's say kushal you are self identify as a dalit and you say nikunj you discriminated me because you are a brahmin i self identify myself as a dalit the challenge with that is okay you could do that but how do you know whether you are dalit or not right where is the definition number one but also if you self identify why can't i then self identify as well i'm not a brahmin just because my last name is trivedi doesn't mean i'm a brahmin i don't wear a sacred that i may not be vegetarian i drink alcohol who knows right so do i get away with that and the answer most likely is no you can self identify as a dalit and claim oppression but i cannot self self unidentify myself as a brahmin and say hey no i'm not a brahmin what are you talking about let's talk about that right so there are multiple issues and then who's pushing these motions right the people who are pushing the motion as a final point are people who are vehemently anti hindu 
You know, we have seen that again and again, the likes of Equality Labs and their partners like Southern Canada, many others have been on record for like anti-Hindu partnerships and activities. Just the other day, there was a, 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 a conference hosted by Ambedkar King Study Circle. Okay, this is another partner of Equality Labs. They had, um, what's his name? Um, uh, um, you know, um, uh, Kancha Ilaya as the speaker. Now, Kancha Ilaya has gone on record to say that Hinduism must be destroyed. Okay, Hinduism is spiritual fascism and it must be destroyed. So now you can see a pattern. So these are the points that people need to keep in mind and why it's a big deal. You know, so like from the beginning, you, you have learned that caste equals Hinduism, Hinduism equals caste, and you have a very simple idea that there are only five castes in the world. And that's where, you know, that's where, that's how you will be enforcing this. So there are so many different issues that we can go on and on for, but here, I'll stop here because, I mean, there are so many different types of categories of problems here. Okay, so are, are you saying, I'm not making an exact analogy or a parallel analogy. I, I just want to share an image from the Holocaust Museum. So this is the yellow star Jude, right? I don't know if people remember under the Nazi yep. regime, Jewish people were forced to wear identifiers such as the star of David armbands or badges. So this is one of the images that the Holocaust Museum is keeping. Now, uh, something very interesting happened with me on social media. Now, I know I should not be giving this Muppet any importance and I'm not, but I'm just using this Muppet as an example. So uh, obviously the dummy did not know me or uh, uh, about my background or about my views on Jati Varna as a system itself. It was very entertaining for me at a personal level because uh, I am one of the rare people who, you know, the Hindus don't know what to do with me. Like they're like, yeah, this guy called me a Brahmin. It was very interesting. And, uh, and then, you know, I was talking to a friend. I obviously, I can't take the name of that friend. And he saw what happened to me on Twitter and he messaged me privately and he shared this image. And he basically told me, the white guy basically did this to you. You do realize that, right? And and I normally don't bring the race of the person, but I will. Because this was a, you know, 20-something white guy who doesn't know anything. But he's found a new stick to beat the immigrant, the new immigrant with. He first thought I was living in America. Little does he realize I'm sitting in Mumbai and... Uh, but it's okay. Second, I was not a Brahmin. He did not know that also. He didn't even know that only 25% of the diaspora is actually Brahmin. The rest is not. I, even as per surveys done in the United States of America, only 25% are Brahmins. And actually, they will be surprised when it comes to Canada, the number might be even lower. From my experience of living in Canada, the number might be lower, may not be higher. But do you, Jay, actually think that this is the fear that the community has now in Canada that, you know, first of all, being Brahmin being used as a slur in itself, I think is deeply problematic. It, it's deeply problematic to say uh, that, you know, you're a Brahmin, so you don't have a say at anything is actually very hurtful. To uh, I'm not one. Yeah. Before someone says, I hate Jati Varna. But at the same time, I have not lost my mind till the extent that I will start using Brahmin as a dirty word. So to use, this is why I use the, the, the Star of David and stuff like that as an example. Do you, as a person who lives in Canada, Jay, are you worried yeah. about that? 
so i'll start with two things um i mean rather let's start with one and then uh, one, there's one other point i want to make so first if you look at my last name forget about us and canada even in india people are not able to tell my caste because this name last name is across like you know probably even in punjab there punjabi are bhi hote hain mehta punjabi hote hain there are like mehtas across and uh, yeah so so one like it doesn't work that way and unfortunately these folks don't understand it uh, when it comes to implementation and all uh, and so coming to the second point uh, this was actually said in the february 8 meeting where uh, the trustee uh, rajakula singham who presented this motion she could she mentioned that she wants to uh, opt like remove certain voices from being heard uh i'm uh, i'll have to pull out the exact quote but essentially they did not want uh, those caste privilege which they define whatever the way they define it they don't want those voices to come uh, forward or to silence them so silencing certain voices is definitely a part of uh, was part of this motion at least the february 8 version uh but yeah there's definitely it will translate into attack on identities we have seen it uh, even in cisco case and like nikunji will probably best is best person to elaborate on that uh but it doesn't matter what are your views what are your views on caste what are your views on jati varna uh, if you are being targeted then uh it it uh, they come after uh, your uh, career they come after your your social life everything so uh there is a certain element uh, of uh, truth to that and uh, yeah that's what uh, uh, kona has like one of the points kona raised is around that so so what exactly you're trying to say is so let me so that i i am not misunderstanding you so what you're saying is because surnames in india which are usually indicative of your jati not caste jati basically um are complex uh, so for example patel you know you i don't know jay by the way i don't know if you are a punjabi mehta or a gujarati mehta for the record who the hell are you if i am in gurgaon <laughs> everybody thinks i am a punjabi uh, in gujarat <laughs> everybody will yeah people will make assumptions yeah so yeah. so that <laughs> So I'm not Punjabi, whole... by the way. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, your accent gives away. You are a Gujarati. So, yeah. Yeah. So accent yeah. Uh, is quite obvious. Only an Indian would understand whether you are a Gujarati Mehta or a Punjabi Mehta. Yeah. No, so, even so like it's... I've studied in Gurgaon, and like you yeah. know, you uh, you live in a certain place for a, a couple some time, you do pick up that accent as well. And yeah. The people who do, did not know that I am from Gujarat. they always thought i'm a punjabi i'm i come from punjab i'm a mehta from punjab so ah. and even in so in india the, uh, people make mistakes and we have seen even in us uh, the most like famous example when twitter's parag agrawal became ceo uh, he was identified as brahmin by uh, equality labs then mozi sandra yaar i've seen so, i've seen white people call modi a brahmin usse bada kya ho sakta hai yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah vamsi jewelry i guess he shared one example where he asked his class about the caste of modi without exception everybody said modi is brahmin and includes like both i mean uh, indian origin kids and white kids and 
so yeah so so that's how so it the goes. point is yeah. that surnames in india are complex so yeah. i used the example of patel in my last chat with hf and i said patels in gujarat are sc obc general category in india patels are all three in the varna hierarchy right yeah. the same jat if you want to call it is all three in the varna hierarchy similarly is the surname solanki in gujarat solanki and why i'm using the word solanki is because in the latest cbc coverage of the tdsb caste discrimination motion a solanki who is a dalit has spoken but what are you going to do as a solanki because solanki is a very famous dynasty for people who don't know indian history the solankis were a very known dynasty and there are tribals in uh, in uh, i think rajasthan who also took the name solanki for multiple reasons in in the history there are solankis who are also rajputs by the way solankis are rajputs too so how are these you know great caucasians who are going to formulate this census how are these people going to figure out ye kaun sa solanki hai so so the natural answer will be they will be like go and get your certificate right we will have to produce certificates so chalo a person like let's say jay or myself who actually is born in india then moved outside india we might have some kind of paperwork now what jay has children in canada and then jay's children have children in canada how the hell are they going to produce any kind of paperwork in 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 canada which says which solanki they are or it is nikunj it is a free for all as they say i self identify as a dalit yeah. so in the next 50 years basically everybody in canada will be a dalit exactly and that's the point here see it's it's so funny you bring this up because this is exactly the caste confusion that was created by the british okay it's like so amazing the 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 censuses that they started with right it's like they come up with this manufactured word called caste you know which was casta c a s t a then it became c a s t and then it became c a s t e after that so they come up with this census and they started to ask every single indian at that time like what is your caste no nobody had an idea what that word meant so everybody just started to put whatever the hell they wanted to do so they went from like 300 castes to like 10000 castes and back to like you know 7000 castes 3000 castes every single year that they did the survey right it was just a, a, a huge disaster and the colonial rulers and scholars and administrators themselves said that this is a disaster it needs to be abandoned and that's what is going on as you said why would i want to identify myself as a brahmin if i'm being discriminated against let me just say hey my last name was trivedi my father was trivedi my grandfather was trivedi but i don't self i self identify myself as a dalit because if i'm going to get benefits or not going to get discriminated why should i have that nikunj forget that सरनेम चेंज करने को कितना टाइम लगता है अमेरिका में तो लगता ही नहीं है यूएस में कनाडा में भी नहीं लगता यू जस्ट लिटरली गो आई कैन गो टू द कोर्ट राइट नाउ इन न्यूजर्सी 15 दिन में हो जाएगा ठीक है एंड ऑल ऑल दीस चिल्ड्रन विल डू इज गूगल दलित सरनेम्स इन इंडिया एंड दे विल स्टार्ट अडॉप्टिंग दलित सरनेम्स इन इन अ मैटर ऑफ 20 इयर्स ऑल यू हैव इज अ चेंज ऑफ नेम सो यू नो इन अ वेरी वियर्ड वे आई आई एम वेरी सीरियस एंड सार्कास्टिक एट द सेम टाइम you know how we had that uh, italian origin woman who had all the names and saraswati in the end we will have those kinds of phony frauds in our own community that will have dalit surnames i mean what the hell is happening here you see what i'm trying to say 
and and that's what see yeah. this is why when you had asked earlier we were talking about this stuff right the idea is why is this a problem the problem is you you're raising an entire civilization and their identity my identities as a, as a community my community my religious identity are under a threat because all of a sudden it's not just about my last name they're going after my religious preferences my dietary habits my you know sort of entire thing so tomorrow if i'm a vegetarian forget about everything else if i'm a vegetarian they can somehow identify by saying that this guy's a vegetarian he must be upper caste and therefore he's oppressive okay so now i have to change my dietary habits tomorrow morning if i'm doing pujas and if i'm celebrating diwali and holi well all of a sudden diwali and holi are casteist too because as was equality labs equality labs said in march 2020 that holi is a casteist festival where they celebrate the, the burning of a dalit bahujan woman and where men throw semen at uh, at women right this kind of nonsense it's i'm not kidding you man march 2020 equality labs article says this exact thing okay ye now, to sagarika ghosh ne bahut saal pehle ek ghatiya op-ed likha tha ye uske upar hai na yes only one instance jisne wo nikala and that was also that was also uh, claimed to be not entirely accurate so usme se pura festival bana diya this oppressive festival similarly yahan par uc davis in uh, in california there was a student organization that issued november 2, 2021 issued a um uh, instagram message with which got like 4 500 likes it says why you should not celebrate diwali because celebrating diwali is naturally quote unquote as they say naturally violent to muslims adivasis dalits because of brahmanical you know casteist gods hmm. this is the kind of atmosphere that you're talking about and this is yeah. why I, we are so concerned because the rhetoric is changing significantly now you asked you talked about brahmin as a slur now i'm going to give you some examples okay i have faced that slur personally in a train mm-hmm. not today 5 6 years ago i was taking a train from new york to uh edison theek hai now you know it's is girdi hoti hai yahan par you know so it's busy you know people are trying to get in and stuff so i got in first versus this other white guy and he i'm not even kidding you he he just cursed at me saying you effing brahmin i was shocked i was shocked i'm like what do you mean how do you know that like but that was just as if you used not just one number two in the seattle um you know the ordinance that was passed uh if you so we were you know passing all these like you know uh, tweets doing different tweets so there is a white guy who decides to tweet or retweet our thing and he says that look it's the is is the seattle brahmins who are opposing this seattle brahmins are opposing a motion on caste okay similarly in um so there are in in the united states uh, from a historic perspective they have also used the word brahmin to showcase elitist people okay there is a famous thing of boston brahmins which i'm not sure if you're aware of but if you just google boston brahmins you will realize it's used for the new england elitist crowd okay yeah. which is completely different than what brahmins are typically speaking so you can see the the misappropriation of these terminology by the western world to do whatever the hell they want to do just use it as they want you know we talked about swastika a while ago also same thing jaise bhi use karna hai karo you know that's the problem that you face so we are as a minority community in north america we are now at the at the point where our systems our terminologies our religious beliefs our uh, you know dietary habits our personal preferences are under attack 
through these policies. If this was an academic debate with Trashki and, you know, like Sagarika Ghosh or Ajanta Subramaniam, whatever, you know, that's fine. We can have constant debates. But now when you're passing laws, that affects livelihood of people. Yeah. Okay, but uh, I, I still don't understand this bit over over here. How the hell are they going to pull this off? Like at the end of the day, a policy has to be pulled off, right? There has to be actionable realities on the ground. How are they going to convert this into reality? Or it's not going to be anything beyond, let's say, Jay, uh, जैसे अपने मैं कितनी बार बोल चुका हूं अपने यहां पे वो फिरौती का पैसा होता है ना गुंडा आता है गुंडा पैसा लेके जाता है सो so बेसिकली yeah. ये लोग क्या करने वाले हैं इनको रियलाइज हो रहा है कि अभी अभी हमारी कम्युनिटीज जो हैं मैं कोई कास्ट बेस नहीं रिलीजन बेस नहीं बोल रहा हूं इंडियंस एज अ एथनिसिटी माइग्रेटिंग आउट ऑफ इंडिया इररिस्पेक्टिव ऑफ देयर रिलीजन हम लोग वहां गए वी मेड अ लॉट ऑफ मनी सो इज दिस देयर वे और इज दिस लाइक यू नो इनसाइड आवर कम्युनिटी सम स्मार्ट left wing activists saw ibram x kendi robin diangelo making lots of money jay so they're like yaar ye scheme to bahut achhi hai to hum ban jate hain aur ye jo paise wale indians hain yeah. inse daba ke paise banate obviously matlab 6000 dollar nahi milega 500 se 1000 to mil jayega na agar per head yeah i mean uh, uh, one is like uh, the indian uh, community has been a, you can say in a way a victim of their own economic success uh secondly like if you look at the feb 8 version of this motion uh the aspect around creating uh, the material and learning instruction and so the way this like you create a problem that doesn't exist you say there is a problem and then you say hey, oh look here we have a solution as well we'll teach you uh, all about this so this is like that mandrega of like employment guarantee scheme right so they come up with uh, that there is this issue and uh, now we will you know give you instruction we'll create a webinar or sessions on explaining this problem which does not exist and uh, so this sort of a money making thing where you go to uh, uh, lawmakers companies school boards and uh, you get money basically for that and uh, yeah now i have one more thing now so what was originally intended to be done on the 8th of february what was done on the 8th of march is slightly different so what changed kuch to hua na they, they did not do exactly what they intended to do on the 8th of february so what have they done yeah so following february 8 when this thing came up uh, there was a lot of uproar in the the community organizations like kona and kohi uh, there was an outreach to the trustees uh, more than like 20000 emails were sent uh, through the kona petition uh, uh, the kona campaign which was launched and uh, there was separate outreach to trustees as well by uh, uh, president uh, of kona canada rishab yeah he also reached out to trustees and then there was conversation and we basically tried to explain that i mean this thing why is it wrong at so many levels uh i mean it's sometimes it's difficult to prioritize which point to be raised first uh because there was no data there was no evidence uh it was all based on uh, this assumptions around uh, last names dietary habits um and uh Uh, secondly there was uh, 
how are they going to implement it so we shared uh, them the list of like how the government of india implements how there is a whole laundry list and how it varies across the states as well so it's not like you have this four classes and like you will just categorize them into that right the same let's say uh, a caste in one state will be say low caste it will be an upper caste in another one so they haven't really thought it through uh, but there's certain uh, uh, sort of attraction to you know recognize any form of oppression which is uh, which is common like us and canada that whenever there is oppression it's some people find it very difficult to deny it uh so after but after all these uh, uh, this resistance what changed was now that whole piece about uh, creating that working group working committee and uh, uh, whole creating of instructions and then uh, adding caste oppression into the multi year strategic plan all that went away and what we saw on march 8 was that now this is being referred to the ontario human rights commission and basically they will assess whether uh, the caste oppression exists uh, and uh, then they will uh, after that assessment which uh, we are very hopeful it will involve very scientific like data and evidence based assessment uh, to study uh, and the second part will be like even if it exist does the existing categories because a uh, uh, non discrimination policy of ontario human rights commission if you go to the website it includes several categories which includes ethnicity place of origin birth of origin um, uh, your ancestry. Uh, ancestry things like that so if it already covers and i think the brown university in uh, us when they added this they actually mentioned that our laws already cover it but we just want to make a statement so yeah but i hope like our hope is that ohrc won't do it um, and we are more than like happy to work with ohrc on this uh, going forward so, so so once again uh, so that uh, yeah. i have not misunderstood what has happened on the 8th of february the intention of uh, the two trustees who were the sri lankan hindus who were pushing this the most one of them being uh, yalini rajakulasingam uh, they wanted to push a proper proper i mean uh, motion where caste discrimination is officially added into the charter of the toronto Uh, dis, uh, school district board right that's what it started off as yeah then after the pushback from the community and not just from the community i i i would actually like to take this opportunity to appreciate one of the trustees especially again if i butcher his name i apologize once more mr pei p e i because i saw the video how he was questioning uh, yalini and how he was asking her this doesn't make sense i would i, I mean the best best question was pei asking yalini hang on where are the community representatives i would like to hear from them and she says well activists can be this activists can be that activists are like ichadhari nag and nagin like just like in the old bollywood movies they become this one day they become the other thing the other day and i was not looking at yalini i was looking at pay and his expressions and pay was like kya bol rahi hai tu you don't make any yeah. sense that that's what pay's expression was he did not say it but he said it and uh, 
so the community starts uh, raising voices and then they are like okay ye to panga ho gaya ab hum kya kare humko karna bhi hai kyunki obviously you know white man's guilt is sabse bada satya and uh, a lot of, like when yeah. i was listening to the video there were white people who are trustees and they're like they were clearly walking on eggshells they all they had to say was bhai humko kuch nahi pata band karo ye bakwas they should have said that but they're like yeah. humko yeah. kuch nahi pata iske liye hum kar denge <laughs> that's what yeah. they did yeah yeah that's literally what they were doing but when they saw the pushback from the hindu community and many other members of other areas too not just the hindu community they i guess have come up with this i, I honestly I, i and this is where i i don't think kona will agree with me i don't think anybody won but the fascinating thing is what equality lab said so i i want to share this thread because i was like whoa so equality labs just did a whole thread this women's day equality lab celebrates tdsb trustee yalini rajakulasingam and her courageous leadership in winning historic caste equity resolution in toronto school district yalini is canada's first caste oppressed school board trustee and she courageously came out as part of this motion she faced terrorism smears bigotry gaslighting and violence because of her courage now dalit canadians will be working to free all of ontario province from caste we salute her courage love and empathy from all for all our communities thank you so much yalini sadan and all the dalit canadians that step forward for this incredible win hashtag dalit bahujan women rock hashtag jay bhim and hashtag jay savitri this is fascinating they are claiming this is a victory what have they won propaganda they have extreme amount of propaganda i have so much information on them to showcase how much propaganda they do uh this is just a great example to show like where did yalini face terrorism terrorism is not a small word amazing the fact that you're saying somebody faced terrorism on canadian soil it's a hugely loaded charge but there's so much more propaganda here what they do is they win on propaganda you asked kushal earlier is how are these people are really doing the money is the money that matters so give you an example in seattle the budget for impl- uh, deploying this is 285000 us dollars so you know 2.85 lakh dollars just to do two things one is to create materials signs and signatures and to hire some one what they call fte full time employee to implement this full time employee to implement this is going to cost and the the work around this is 285000 who is going to be doing this training and all that stuff it's got to be somebody from equality labs or someone one of their you know buddies who's going to be implementing this thing so it's a money making scheme then second thing is you talked about white guilt actually i also look at his white savior complex because yeah. one of the trustees actually said that there yeah, are 1.9 billion ha huh, both so there's one white guilt and one white savior complex right so now both are annoying <laughs> in many ways so the problem is they said that there are 1.9 billion oppressed people around the world caste oppressed people 1.9 billion people and then they said well naturally some of them are in our community so now they are making a statement that is pretty much racist that says there are 1.9 billion people that we are deciding who's oppressed 
right? And now naturally there are going to be some of them in our community. We have no data, no evidence or no, and then nothing, but we're going to decide that there are oppressed people here now. That is a very, very strong white savior complex, extremely yeah. colonial in nature, exactly what the British did. Because when they came to the shores of India, they used these types of words. They, and, 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 and they used it in a form of a Christian uh, missionary statements, you know, whatever you want to call it, racist attitudes, where they said these savages are so chaotic. They have all these castes. They have all these like different divisions. Who needs to save them? It'll be the British. It'll be the Christian colonials who will come and save these savages. That's exactly what we feel. There is an extreme parallel of this kind of uh, narrative that is now playing out in Toronto and in many other places where white white people in that sense uh, and their stooges who are like our, you know, uh, the folks who are uh, unfortunately Hindu in that sense are coming together and saying, you know what? No, no, we have we're going to show you there's a problem. By the way, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it exists. It doesn't exist. That's the idea. So we're going to show you, create a problem, show you the problem, and let us also teach you the solution to the problem. And by the way, pay us money for that. This is the scheme, essentially, that is being deployed here, unfortunately. And we are seeing that happening in schools. Uh, so give you an example. In some of the Western, uh, the West Coast schools, they clearly said, one of, the, one of the administrators said that we had a presentation from Equality Labs and after which we passed, we, you know, we, we were convinced that we need to pass this uh, policy. But they only had presentation from one group whose survey has been trashed by none other than Carnegie Endowment. OK, so now you're getting you're getting one from an activist group who has been on record for anti-Hindu hate. Now you're not bringing anybody else. You're not bringing other organizations who can give a balanced view and then making an informed decision. So this is how these policies have been implemented across the board in many universities and now in uh, Toronto school district, et cetera. However, as you said, nobody won, but what is what, what we feel why we won per se, or at least half the battle in that sense is that the original motion was going to go through without any, uh, you know, sort of, uh, what do you call it, uh, data analysis uh, or anything, due diligence. Now they have punted it to the Ontario Human Rights Commission, which, which we hope is more neutral, data intensive, understands it and tries to assess and provides a proper framework and then realizes, as Jaibai said earlier, that, hey, our existing laws already there to protect people. Because even I asked the lady who interviewed me at CBC, interestingly, I said, can you show me one data point of caste oppression in Canada? Same thing that Zakir Patel, one of the trustees, actually asked, please show me one data point. And they were not able to produce it. But... The question is, uh, remember one of uh, the trustees, what what did that trustee say? Um, I think it was, yeah, uh, uh, Shriskandar Raja, Anu Shriskandar Raja, one of the trustees, she uh, replied when the data point question was asked is like, why do we have to do that? Isn't one case bad enough? That's what she said. Irony of ironies, uh, uh, I think Anukai husband has a Hindu community ne bahut bada award diya tha. Uh, iske kuch pehle. So uh, I would like to take this opportunity to, to really <laughs> congratulate the Hindu community for identifying the best of the rot. You know, Pati leta aise award Hindu Chamber of Commerce se aur Patni bolti hai, kaun jato? So 
I mean, kudos to the Hindu community and their ability to do due diligence. I, I, I really admire the Hindu community's capacity when it comes to doing due diligence about these things. I mean, they really are wonderful. So, abhi mere ko ye samajna hai ki okay, so now it has gone to the Ontario Human Rights Commission, and I hear a lot of people. I, I was reading up a little bit of the charter of the Ontario Human Rights Commission. So a lot of people are saying that uh, logically, I'm not saying it's illogical. that uh, jati or caste or what, uh, whatever you want to call it comes under ancestry like it's sort of a tribal ancestry system right so you cannot be discriminated against on the basis of ancestry and as the canadian system already has that mentioned they would not do it in the in the form of adding caste as something unique i really doubt that i don't look uh is gender and see okay the left considered gender and sex to be something different and they were at least sticking to that they moved the ballpark over there too so what makes you say that they will say no caste is something even more unique than ancestry and we need to specifically mention this in the ontario human rights charter and now you cannot discriminate on the basis of that like i i don't understand why people are so confident it will not happen like what is no. so unique about the ontario human rights charter no we're not saying we're not we're, we're not saying we're confident what we're saying is that if you say for example if you look at the definition of caste right it says it's a system of hereditary it, it, it clearly says caste is a system of hereditary so if it's a system of hereditary right why wouldn't you think about ancestry because you are saying that it's inherited if it's inherited then from an ancestral perspective you have it now you give an example of gender right gender and sex yes while the you know some of the uh, sort of movements have uh, conflated the two sometimes right between gender sex uh, different different things uh, still there are clear laws in both the us and and in canada that actually specifically say because caste is such a problem that you have to understand how the adjudication happens let's say for example they want to add caste again coming back to the point okay if they added it how would they adjudicate because uh, i don't know about the canadian laws maybe jaybhai knows more about it but in the us you have to have a basically a common man test right essentially saying does this law can a common man meaning man or woman understand this law when they are being charged so today if you charge me based on caste discrimination i should understand what i'm being charged for you can't say that oh so, so, someone self identified themselves as a dalit and charged you for caste discrimination because you are now i consider the state considers you as a brahmin when i don't have any rights to self identify myself that i am not a brahmin even though my last name is trivedi i'm not a brahmin like you said my last name is mera i am not a brahmin right so why should i have to be forced to identify myself in one way so that's where the issue will come in so we feel that yes maybe let's say you are right kushal they may say well, well we need a special category the bigger challenge will be the implementation and the adjudication of how to apply this law to a common yeah. person and to add what uh, nikunji mentioned uh, when we say like we are confident it's this won't happen without the uh, intervention of hindu community so we are not saying it will happen on its own or we are just uh, you know uh praying that this happens uh hindu community will need to inter like uh, interact uh, and like get involved as well 
in explaining uh, through uh, things to through proper channel so but at least one like one there is an uh, the uh, it gives us an opportunity to explain uh, wh- why what is wrong with uh, the way this motion has been uh, passed and uh, what's the whole issue about so and probably you can say the assumption is that there will be well reasoned people who are looking at data and evidence while making laws in ohrc and uh, not maybe like ideologically charged or uh, like uh, people suffering from white guilt or white uh, uh, savior complex the problem here is that let's say you go to uh... Ontario Human Rights Commission, right? Uh, the Ontario Human Rights Commission comes to you and says, "Well, we have heard complaints from so and so people about so and so discrimination happening," and just uh, and I would be slightly sympathetic to this that you know sometimes saying, uh, you know, produce the evidence of something, it's kind of hard. It you know producing evidence of sometimes casteist biases is hard in some occasions but not in all occasions secondly what i find very interesting is that this the system that we have in india is actually a intersection of uh, two separate hierarchies a tribal identity which over the period of time in india also meshed with a class hierarchy and it kept on becoming rigid in some areas it it was fluid in some areas then then when it was fluid in some areas it became rigid there and then became easier in some areas it was never stable yes endogamy it kept on increasing in india nobody can deny it the science is out there india has been highly endogamous for the last 1500 years no matter what people say they cannot deny that but my fundamental problem is i as a charvak as a nastik as a nirishwarwadi i hate this system i hate this system fundamentally why if let's say you know there is a charvak or or a atheist whatever they want to call it why should they be forced by the state to identify with this system in the first place who the hell is the state to tell me you are someone from this caste no matter what you like now it assumes caste is immutable that's what it assumes now i get it race in some sense is immutable now the funny thing is gender is fluid nowadays in the united states and canada which is so confusing for me like gender so something gender and sex was something kind of a biologically settled thing but what they are making me do and what are they going to do with the patel community i genuinely want to know because they are in large numbers in north america they are a giant community in north america how the hell are they going to figure out which patel is what like how will the and has anybody actually written like nikunj the biggest problem with the hindu community is and i didn't and i include myself in this i'm not like i am larger than the hindu community and i am this separate person in the room and you you know you crazy people are doing this no 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 i am including myself in this when i and when i insult my own community that we've not done any academic work we've never done anything that there is a paper there is a anthropological study 
all the anthropological studies that we keep on doing are done by the westerners we have not done any anthropology if you talk about anthropology some moron will come and say it's a western construct as if that makes anything easier yeah so i'll tell you two things one is what you mentioned earlier how would they so in the case of sundar ayer from cisco okay the state of california basically gave him an identity that we believe you are a brahmin so you're a brahmin this is actually in the court document okay okay so what ha- the guy wrote 20 years ago in his undergrad times or some when he was doing masters or something at stanford he wrote how he's not a brahmin he hates the system he does not wear janoi all, all of those things he has written this 20 years ago so he basically self identified as a non brahmin essentially 20 years ago and he's on record so he didn't make up this thing after the cisco case still submitting that evidence the state of california basically said that we believe based on some quote unquote their information that you are brahmin this is actually in the case so when you read this stuff right because you have to go by case law at the end of the day you know if mm-hmm. let's say right now the only case out there is the cisco case if you seriously think about it and it's not even proven yet there's so many holes in there uh you know now you you talk about dalits versus brahmins etc now if you look at this all top three positions in the in in the sundar ayer case were given to a dalit all three top positions knowing that these are dalits okay number one number two the the john doe whoever the person is has been given millions of dollars in incentive compensation by sundar ayer so how is this person now all of a sudden oppressed and dalit in the in the current categories of description and the third thing as i mentioned to you sundar ayer himself has self identified as a non brahmin from a perspective of the fact that he doesn't believe in the system he doesn't wear you know he doesn't do many of the things that a tip, quote unquote typical brahmin would be charged as doing yet the state of california said no I, we don't care what you say we identify you as a brahmin based on belief so this is the dangerous thing so tomorrow as you said if i'm a charvak if i'm an atheist if i'm an agnostic whatever you want to say and if i just happen to have a last name of trivedi all of a sudden i don't have to be religious right all of a sudden they can charge me with caste discrimination because i happen to be trivedi and i i have you know i have i'm a manager let's say and i have an employee who decided that he doesn't like me or you know we have a disagreement and he and i fire him or i have to give him a bad grade and he charges me with caste discrimination so now all of a sudden my religion my family my last name my dietary habits everything will be coming into place a play and and saying that hey yeah. this guy is casteist that is the dangerous part of this and that's what we were going to be talking to if we get a chance to talk to the ontario human rights commission and explain to them the concerns about adjudication So let's say you put a separate category of caste how the hell are you going to implement it without violating my civil rights when i self identify as a non brahmin for example let's say and like one point i would like, like to add uh, like if you look at uh, the proceedings of the 8 february meeting and maybe even the march 8 meeting the way this the caste is explained is the caste may be indicated by last name dietary preferences skin tone or like but not limited to so basically they get to pick and choose let's say your last name is this oh you are a brahmin acha your last name is not that are but you are vegetarian so then you are a brahmin are you yeah, not and if none of the above you are fair skin so, 
yeah so if you're fair skin but you're non veg and uh, your uh, last name is not indicative but if you're fair skin then you are brahmin so basically they get to you know pick and choose like you know subway in subway we get you know pick vegetables like what do we want to add and yeah so uh, that's the, like that's like the sinister part where uh, you know so you long story short they are the judge jury and executioner everything yeah uh, so the community has no input like uh, trusty pay was going on insisting in the entire question and answer um, sec- session and uh, he kept on saying what where does the community have a say but uh like in the small cbc clip i said mr jangam if i remember he's in canada too Cost he said university. that yeah um ye wahi hai na jisne makrant ka band karaya tha ye wahi hai na banda wahi hai na ha matlab mere hi kya main thodi yaadash kharab ho gayi hai main ko yaad nahi rehta so um so so what he was essentially saying is that you don't have a say if you're not a dalit okay fair enough i see where the logic is coming from it's a left wing world view although i don't agree i think anybody and everybody should have a say on topics uh, an argument should be not be should not be based on the mouth and the ethnicity of the person the argument should be based purely on the merits of the argument itself it doesn't matter it this is like saying tomorrow uh, you know uh, dalits cannot comment on brahmin matters for example i'm just creating a hypothetical it doesn't work like that uh, argument whether good or bad the, it should be judged on the pure purely on its merits and this is a very slippery slope because you know if india was a properly segregated society where you literally know from the surname the probabilities of that person falling in the varna hierarchy then maybe i would have even said okay it is a lesser of a mess but i know this for a fact that in india there is a giant community especially in northern india by the way especially in northern india that is dalit and is hardcore vegetarian and if you put meat on their plate things will happen to you things that you have never imagined in your life at a serious violent level are you going to then basically cancel them as you are not dalit enough because you are vegetarian or this is like you have imbibed brahminical values by becoming a vegetarian like what are they going to do like for for example i i i i invited uh, deepak aldrin, aldrin on deepak, the part yeah. yeah so so what how are they going to classify him he's lgbt dalit but he doesn't buy all this nonsense i, I have another friend who lives in india she was also an nri for a long period of time a fantastic human being uh, prerna thiruvai party she is a activist a dalit activist in hyderabad now i was talking to prerna offline and prerna told me that what they are doing to the diaspora is unfair because i did not face any discrimination as a dalit when i lived in new zealand she did not face it and she was like that doesn't mean it is zero but it also doesn't mean that it's pernicious the po- question that people need to ask the ontario human rights question, uh, commission is that will like i shared the research of jesse single or the op-ed of jesse single he was sharing some papers like he shared the research where what happens is diversity training tends to sometimes backfire and have a very negative impact negative impact in the sense that 
where fissures may not exist, you will create it in your basic, uh, I don't know, uh, crazy idea of doing something where none exists. So do you see that also becoming a problem, Nikunj, in the future where these diversity, you know, they might force diversity workshops on, on companies in Canada. They already exist. Anybody and everybody. I have so many friends in Canada. They're like, we just have to sit on these workshops and now hear about trans this, trans that. They don't have the guts to oppose it because they're like, job chale jayega. So they just sit there. So now one more diversity workshop will be added, which will be the caste thing. Yeah, it's already happening. Uh, we have seen this happen in uh, some of the corporate trainings. Uh, you are you uh, in, um, in the Peel School District, if I'm not mistaken, they have this also. Uh, there is the so now next month there's a you know movement to create Dalit History Month, right? There's a and Mr. Jangam who we mentioned is on the forefront of that too, along with groups like Wally Lab. So there's an entire movement. So during that time there's a push to do caste equity training where you basically are going to be sitting. You as a Hindu are going to be uh, you know your religion is going to be attacked because the the terminology that they use and the the, the sort of the, the what do you call the framework that they use is completely Hindu. In the other things, no one's saying that, you know, for example, they, no one's saying that, you know, other religions like, let's say, Islam or Christianity have this issue or that issue. And there there's a gender issue. There is a you know sexual issue. There is this issue, that issue. No one is bringing that framework. It's purely about gender, about race, et cetera, et cetera, in a corporate setting. But we are uniquely disqualified in the sense because now all of a sudden the caste equity training is focuses on people of Indian origin uh, and people of Hindu origin very particularly even though sometimes they don't use the word hinduism but they will use all the terminology quacks like a duck walks like a duck but it's not a duck apparently so, so julia roberts ki kya hogi? exactly no two three days ago there was an interview i did with the npr and the lady there she's half indian so i asked her the same thing i was like you are your first name is this and your last name is something like this what is your jati how are how is this caste law going to be implied to you and the answer is most likely it won't be implied to you because you're not a people you're not a person of indian origin so basically it's a racist policy right exactly that's, that's what, why i'm saying that's what i yeah. wanted to come to yes. and, and and second question second question if i am a west indian hindu you know iskon and many other moves uh, yep. movements have created so many hindus in the african community you know they will be targeted they will be targeted because they're black yep so now they have a double-edged sword. They have a yes. you know, the black sword and the Hindu sword. Both will be, you know, essentially the double swords. And so the now white you're... man will not be targeted in this because remember the areas that were mentioned in the Seattle caste law, yeah, Southeast Africa. Asia, South Asia, yeah. Senegal. The Salin yes. naam likte Nigeria, Somalia. 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 So basically, what they are saying is that black and brown and yellow. Basically, hum Japanese or yellow, hum log jo hai, hum tuche, gora tuche nahi hai, gora Buddhist hoega na, wo jati varna nahi karta. Ab mai agar gore ko, dekho mere saath koi scripture mein to jeet nahi sakta hai, mai to chapter verse padna shuru kar dunga, har Hindu or Buddhist scripture ka. Mai already pura ek podcast kar liya tha, bata diya tha, dekho ye Buddha ne kaha hai, 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 kaas ke upar. Magar Gora Buddhist to aise ghumta hai ki jaise wow mere ko to kuch hua hi nahi hai ba kyun buddhism bhi jati varna hai ke bare mein bahut hi fantastic views rakhta hai to buddhism ko bhi ban kar do fir magar nahi bahut sare goro ne buddhist bana liye apne aap ko to buddhism cool hai 
they go and approach uh, the ontario human rights commission other cities wherever this is going to come everywhere so be prepared it is going to be tried everywhere especially in states where the left wingers rule or in boards that are controlled by left wing mindset people i'm just stating it very openly pakka samajh lena samajh lo so what are the layers of responses that the community can come up with one is legal uh, challenges but w- see everybody can't do that right so what do i do let's say as an average you know brown person who just has a job who's just living there as a decent immigrant if i am approached in my office setting by a white and the probabilities of this being a white person especially a progressive woman are very high no no snark against women but i overwhelmingly it's the women who ask this question in casual settings i don't know why it's white women going after us उनको पता नहीं क्या प्रॉब्लम हो गई i think overall we need to engage more uh, uh, especially let's say in case of school boards like parents need to be more involved in uh, school boards uh, uh, participating and there's lots of like there are different different committees it's not just the school board trustees thing but uh, there are committees for various purposes uh, then there are parents association which are there uh, and the parents get get involved in that and just be more vigilant and uh, see like what 
things are uh, what is what is happening see what the you know kids are learning at school because these things like comes through the you know, uh, uh, the base is built through these textbooks and assignments and all that so need to be a little more vigilant in that understand uh, like not just focus on the grades and like what the kid is doing in math and science but also uh, what is being taught in social studies and uh, secondly uh, uh sorry i lost my chain of thought but um, yeah uh, secondly uh, uh, we need to explain you know things better without being emotional i guess and uh, uh, understand uh, things uh, when it comes to yeah i guess the kids uh, because they will be at a forefront let's say when if Uh, these laws get passed uh, they will also face uh, the kids will also face uh, uh, these issues uh, so have a conversation with them don't uh, and like one thing i've seen like sometimes we try to sh- uh, like uh, discourage questioning uh, on these issues we try to protect them but uh, eventually they will face so it's better to give them you know answers uh, on this and uh, yeah apart from that like uh, engage with organizations like the organizations uh, like kona and koi uh, who are working well in uh, canada and us and uh, yeah support these organizations and uh, yeah so I, between uh, i'm not going to tell the name matlab main tum logo ko off the record bol dunga magar i'll tell you the interesting story very famous stand up comic ha huh? very famous western world ka main nahi bataunga kaha ka kaun se desh ka nahi to 2 minute mein logo ko pata chal jayega ye kaun hai desi stand up comic hai bahut famous hai bahut famous hai so main aur wo after the record baat kar rahe the ye main tum logo ko kam se kam 3 saal pehle ki baat bata raha hu to maine usko bola they are coming for you bolta hai what उसका रिएक्शन में बताता हूँ उसने बोला आई डोंट अंडरस्टैंड मतलब वो तेरी जात पकड़ेंगे तीन साल पहले और तुझे कैंसिल करेंगे उसका रिएक्शन क्या था माल में पहली बात वो सेकंड जनरेशन था फर्स्ट जन नहीं था इसके लिए तो उसका रिएक्शन क्या था क्या बकवास कर रहा है तेरे को कुछ पता नहीं है मैं तुम्हें गारंटी से बोलता हूँ अभी उसको इवेंचुअली पता चलेगा और वो फिर मुझे कॉन्टेक्ट करेगा मगर ये हो रहा है especially when it comes to second and third generation children unko to koi idea hi nahi hai kya ho raha hai unko kasam se unko kuch nahi malum hai wo to apne bubble mein hai ya to wo ultra woke on steroids hai jaise recently maine ek wo bachchi ka video dekha wo bolti hai yoga muslim hai aur kya matlab i was thoroughly entertained i have to say that main bahut hasa 15 minute hasa main bahut maza aaya but you know again i'm saying the answers that people have been giving on the caste issue which is where i am with the diaspora till the last moment until when they explain caste that's the only place where i disagree with them which is why the diaspora is also having a love and hate relationship with me because they're like sala har cheez mein manta ek cheez mein nahi manta aur main kabhi nahi manne wala hu but i think this is unfair on children what what worries me is that a young kid going to school if the teacher is going to t- use things like are you a brahmin are you a this are you a that it's not good for children I, this is my worry and and anybody who has children in that part of the world they don't deserve to go through this honestly they they are good honest tax paying citizens and you know they do their thing they just move about living their life and then suddenly these children are made to go through this 
I, I don't know what the Sikh community in Canada is going to do about this on a very serious note. Like, you want to, my opinion, you want to see casteism in one community? Oh boy, go to the Jat Gurdwara. Then you will see casteism. And uh, to, to everybody out there, if you're a Punjabi, stop using the K word. You know exactly which word I'm talking about. Stop using that word. That's actually a slur. That's a casteist slur. Luckily, most second generation Hindu Punjabis don't speak Punjabi. They don't even know the word. So they don't use it. But I know second generation Sikh children in Canada dropping the K word in Gurdwaras like they are eating kanda bhajia. They, they drop that word. So yes, a lot of things also need to be done at the you know level of the community. By the way, the K word is also used by guess who? Pakistani Punjabis in the mosque. They also drop the K word. Everybody who is Punjabi or Punjabi adjacent knows the word I am talking about. Everybody knows the word I'm mentioning because it is dropped so much. So you know what? It is not fair to say that nothing exists. We are using certain deeply problematic words over there, Nikunj. I am giving you an open insight of the Punjabi community. Ye word bar bar use hote hai. To ye humko bhi to sikhana padega na apne bachcho ko ki aise abshab na use karo. I agree with you. Yep. That's the, my point is that this is. See, no one is denying that you know social issues don't exist. We have never denied it, nor will we ever deny it. Denying it is stupid. You know, you can't deny reality in those things. What we are saying is the anecdotal information that these people just learns and all these things are social problems. If you go to the if you go to the Christian you know churches or if you go to the Christian community, if you go to like within the Christian community, they have interesting words for each other. Okay, they have interesting words. They, for example, one Christian sect will not will absolutely hate the other Christian sect, right? And there has documented information. They may not bring it out, but it is true. So these things happen not just within the Hindu or the Sikh or other communities. They happen across the board. But are you now going to pass a law against the Christian community or any other community for, for saying, hey, you guys are discriminated against each other, right? Those types of things, when laws are in place and when teaching is exclusively a unique phenomenon and you are now trying to tell a child just because he or she is born a certain way. Hey, by the way, you have a problem. You don't know you have a problem, but your ancestors for thousands of years have had this problem and you have inherited that problem in your DNA. In your DNA. And that's what Sounds we're trying to teach a lot like you. those eugenicists of the 1920s in the United States of America. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, yoga. Sounds that's like, the problem. It, it literally is like, you know, life takes full circle in 100 years. We're back to the eugenics uh, policies. But now let us take a few questions. This is a legendary question asked by someone from the diaspora. I mean, this is a mystery that nobody can solve. So I'm not going to take the name, but uh, someone says, my son, daughter, and many of my family members are vegetarian and go to temples. I eat pork. So who is the Brahmin and who's the Dalit? Exactly. And I also know many, temp many people in my own you know, friend circle or community, etc., that go to temples, eat meat, drink alcohol, and do many other things. So who's the Brahmin and who's the Dalit and who's the, you know, so-called bad person, good person, etc. This is a very common thing that, that's in our community. So the answer is no, none of them. You know, this is where the different, this is where the whole the, the definition of caste really falls apart. Because now if you're going to go by dietary habits, you know, my for example, one of the things that one guy said in Seattle 
is that Jainism is militant vegetarianism. Okay, because apparently he has his wife who is who's a Dalit married and his mom because she eats meat and his mom is a vegetarian, strict vegetarian, uh, she doesn't like it. Now, do you want to have a law for that? That's your family problem, man. Go and talk to your mom. Don't, don't We don't need to have a law for that. Hmm. Oh, well, what, 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 what can we do? So here comes the next question. Can we say the Canadian caste, like champagne socialists, educated social climbers, hardworking people with immigrants uh, and other depressed classes? I'm literally reading the question and I don't understand what the question means. But I will reframe it. Basically, what I assume what they're trying to say is, are these basically champagne socialists who are social climbers who want to climb the political ladder, Jay, and basically, they will make political career in their own political career. That will be a bit of assumption. It will vary from individual to individual. But of course, there will be might be some ambition involved. Uh, but look here. Uh, so the thing is, uh, this whole caste bandwagon it started in like California, and uh, it's basically coming across uh, uh, in Canada as well. And uh, this is, uh, and if you see like what uh, the Toronto motion was, they learned from Seattle. So earlier it was associated with Hindu. Uh, uh the wording and now they have removed it because uh, uh there was some element there was an element of hindu phobia here uh and now what they are doing is they're trying to remove that and just use the word south asian even though our uh, medium of inst like the instructions in the schools and everywhere caste is associated with hindu faith uh, and uh, so while there is like uh, this certain amount of Hindu phobia involved, uh, this will basically ha help them uh, on that. So, so somebody right has has had ants in the pants about me yeah. talking about the K word. So let me answer this with even more ferociousness to this person. So someone mm -hmm. says, why should anyone restrict freedom of speech by dropping the K word even when there is no caste intent when it is spoken? Well, uh, listen, gentlemen. Uh, I am not saying it should be legally banned. In uh, All I'm saying is the community should stop using casteist slurs. Just like in America, you can use the N-word, but society doesn't use the N-word, right? Because the society knows better, because society is sensible. So if you think by using the K-word, you are doing some great contribution to society, please keep doing it. But... Once enough people in the society realize its casteist roots and how it became, it came out to be a pejorative in the first place, then you will realize. Because again, you have never lived with Dalits in your life, so you don't realize what impact it has on them. Maybe if you started living with them, you would know the impact it has on them. So I am answering on uh, my behalf. I'm not saying there should be some law banning these words. I am a free speech absolutist. But at the same time, I would always tell people not to use these words and self-censor because it's not nice. These are bad things to say. And if you think that it makes some great person to use these words, well, mm -hmm. 
I don't know. So Nikunj, the next question is, does Kona have faith in the Ontario Human Rights Com- Commission to be objective? Um, look, um, we don't, we, we don't, we won't say that we have faith. We have faith in the process, um, but in the process, we have to be involved. We cannot just say, like you said, you know, uh, you know, let them do it. We'll step back. No, you have to be in the game. Only then the faith will be there because they have to listen. They have to hear from us. If you just let it be, there's only going to be one voice in the room and the loudest voice is going to win because again, just like everybody else, they don't really have a lot of information. So we are hoping that they are neutral, but at the same time, we have to present our case in a very strong manner and the community has to come together only through the uh, collective voices, through the understanding that, you know, this is a big problem that the community has brought together and a concern. Then the Ontario Human Rights Commission may listen and may act in the way that it's supposed to act. Hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Let's see. It's so... It's not a blind fate. Yeah. 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 But uh, you, you can only work with uh, organizations, uh, um, you know, uh, you can only work with what you have. No, see, uh, Kushali, this also, the power of organizations is important. You know, um, when I, I'll give you a very strong example. In the case of Seattle and other cases, right, individuals showing up had no value. But individuals showing up under the auspices of an organization had a bigger value. That's where you have collective power. That's why we tell people support organizations like us, because we it's not that we are the greatest. But the point is, there is a voice. We are giving people a platform to come together and actually do something about it. You're going to go, you know, it's like, you know, like we say, right? When a, a, a important organization, which has a lot of members and a lot of volunteers goes collectively to some bargaining table, they are taken more seriously than individuals knocking on the door one by one by one. Now, in the case of politics, yes, you know, collective votes matter. So, but at the same time, you have to have lots and lots of votes and the Hindu community is not as strong in, in from a political perspective, unfortunately, which it needs to happen. It needs to be politically strong as it goes forward. But today it's not. So we have to understand what our power structure is and how we can, what the bargaining chip looks like for us. Fair enough. I I, I understand what you're saying, but look, it's, it's, a, it's a complex issue, which uh, somebody has asked, how will we educate our woke children? <laughs> Sorry, this is so funny. Hey, my child is woke. How do you explain it? I don't know. I don't know. It's not easy. I have, yeah. It's not easy. I mean, if you have one of those kids making those uh, TikTok videos where... What do they say? Yoga is Muslim. Uh, I mean, you Sufi, can just Muslim, say... Muslim, black, um, you know... Uh, Buddhist, Jain, everything else but yeah. Hindu, essentially. Yeah, so so basically all you can say is, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry to the world, I contributed to this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a serious, important problem. To, it's a serious yeah. problem. But it's important to uh, be engaged with them, uh, not like, uh, yeah, stop having those conversations. Uh uh, I guess a big part is also because you know the when immigrants uh, when like at least the first generation immigrants who come 
because a large part of focus is on building lives especially especially from the economic front and uh, look even in india the school textbooks and all that we are not learning the exact uh, correct version right uh, so there's certain amount of relearning which is required and uh, probably we have not like uh, invested time in doing that and finding the answers to the questions which you know your kids will ask so i think first that will be required and uh, secondly uh, yeah keeping the, keeping them engaged and answering the questions if you don't have like a, be honest and then say uh, and then have the answer ready but uh, if you are not you won't teach them someone else will do that and that's already happening right so i guess that's probably a long term solution to this so this is a good point somebody has said asking your caste itself should be a ground for discrimination in fact this is like uh, to use woke lingo a microaggression and something that should trigger you right yes the very fact you're asking me for my caste and my family background is a problem it should be a problem because of all the things that we just discussed for the past hour or so that there's so many different issues you know what do you mean by my caste why should i identify with my caste what if i self identify don't want to self identify with my caste you know why should you that get to define what my caste is going to be blah 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 and why do i even need to know my caste like all these things come up right especially in second generation third generation fourth generation if you think about canada right the the punjabi and the hindu community have been here for so long even in western parts of the us and some places that you have not just first generation second generation you have third and fourth generation who have married uh, with like mexican americans for example right there's a sikh community that is married into a mexican uh, community so like there's all these other combinations uh, how do you know about that caste right what do you just because i am darker because i married someone who is also dark right in that sense now you're saying that i'm a you know a dalit but i may not be a dalit or if i'm fair skin because my father happened to marry a a white lady and stuff like that like a, a few generations or like you know my grandkids are like different how do you determine my caste so i agree with you it should be that's a problem in the first place yeah well what do we do what do we do it is a mess uh, so <clears throat> before we wrap things up anybody else has any last words jaypa you can go first uh yeah i guess uh, so one thing we need to understand of course this is uh, this uh, motion is not over i mean it will be uh, uh, and this will go across canada they are already you are prepping so the community across canada should be uh, you know ready keep your eyes and ears open support organizations like kona and be a part of it and uh, yeah be more involved in the uh local politics and a lot of these things happen at a very local level like they, this happened at tdsb then the seattle city council so it's not like uh these things happen at a uh, you know happening at a federal or uh provincial level a lot of this is very local and uh, a lot of times we are too much invested in the federal level things and uh, you know watching that and we totally miss uh, looking at what's happening locally so need to be a bit more like more vigilant and be more involved in that 
and uh, support organizations who are doing and uh, you know we have volunteers like across canada from you know east coast to west coast um, but there will be you know, even if the the other organizations at your local level uh, support them and yeah be a part of that collective voice because that helps a lot and making and making changes at a local level is relatively easier i would say um uh so yeah need to uh, uh be invested in that yeah okay. i would agree get involved and get organized you know yeah. most people the first step is to get involved in the local issues you can spend an hour or two a week to really get involved just showing up in city councils or these school boards etc getting involved we know a bunch of people who have gotten involved and when you're involved you are a stakeholder and you have a voice but if you're not involved you don't have any voice out from the outside and you're always going to be the outsider so we need to be part of the process uh hindus in general in the indian american community and the broader you know call it diaspora has not been very uh politically savvy or involved and and when i talk about federal level like you said where our numbers don't won't be as big but we have the money that's number one so that's important but also at the local levels especially in a place like toronto you have a huge amount of the community that that's where it will make a difference so where we are in numbers we should definitely have representation and when we are not in numbers we need to build allyship which is also something we are bad at if you look at the other side of uh, the other side what they do is they build allyship with the black community the hispanic community uh the indigenous communities things like that all kinds of different communities and they support each other on different causes but our community has been very sort of internal looking and not allying with some of them those things are changing but we have a long way to go and that's when you'll see the real support because you you know ek akela aadmi kuch nahi kar sakta you know you have to be together with other people and you have to also make sure you're building those bridges and allies and friendships when they will need when we need help yep i i think uh, that is very very valid point now somebody just made a passing comment it's not a question but i will respond to it and leave my closing comments and then wrap it up so somebody said people started adding he him her whatever besides their name now i guess uh, some uh, some south asian south asian or these uh, regions that are being targeted they will uh, demand many people to write their uh, jati or uh, varna status in their profiles i don't think so that will happen and i'll tell you why because like it or not most of the diaspora is general category so most of the people also peddling this from shama savant to pramila jaypal and to many others to many others are actually general category hindus so wo ye nahi karenge raja kyunki fir unka bhi to bach jayega baja क्योंकि वो भी तो कौन जातों में फंसेंगे मतलब सावन मतलब उसका स्वैग देखो वो कौन सी कैटेगरी की है और वो आ कैसे फैल रही है ये चीज है तो ये थोड़ा कॉम्प्लेक्स चीज है ये सब ठीक है पॉलिटिकल लैडर क्लाइम होना चाहिए बट बिफोर अगेन वी वी रैप थिंग्स अप लेट अस बी वेरी क्लियर डिस्क्रिमिनेशन एग्जिस्ट इन एवरी कम्युनिटी टू से दैट इज समथिंग यूनिकली रॉन्ग विथ द द इंडियन कम्युनिटी और द पाकिस्तानी कम्युनिटी और the south asian akhand bharat community let me be even more triggering to everyone there is something uniquely wrong with the akhand bharat community or you know with southeast asians is is wrong it is a racist policy to begin in the first place it also denies a lot of communities uh, the right to have a peaceful living and it creates unnecessary targets on their back so this is the reason i oppose it 
As far as Jati Varna is a system is concerned, I will repeat once more. The system is a third-class, third-rated piece of garbage that should be annihilated from its roots. Once you nuke it, nuke it 10 times more because we don't need to have a trace of this system anymore. We have all made mistakes in our life. Every culture has made mistakes in our life, in their lives. Culture should own up to their mistakes. So the Indian community or you know many other communities should not shy away from owning up to the mistakes made by the ancestors. But it does not mean that you have to apologize for the mistakes of your ancestors. I refuse to apologize for anything anybody else has done. I don't care. That was their problem. All I can do is I see the problem. I hate the system. I will move on. These laws will affect your livelihood, not just your livelihood, the livelihood of your children. So if you are someone who lives in especially Western countries, look, let's be very clear. They're doing this because they cannot beat Modi in India. Sidi baat bol raho, mere ko teedi baat karni aati nahi hai. Sida bol raho, unka pappu yahan pe jeet nahi pa raha hai. To ye jo pappu aur uske minions hai, ye wahan ja ke, kyunki unko malum hai, diaspora mein bohat badi Modi following hai. Bhayankar Modi bhakt hai wahan pe, kya kare abhi? Life hi aisi hai in bicharo ki. To abhi yahan pe to khunnas nahi nikal pa rahe hai, to wahan khunnas nikalenge. Ye kadvi sachai hai. और ये होता रहेगा सो डोंट अपॉलोजाइज ऑन बिहाफ ऑफ एवरी वन एंड यू नो ऑन अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग नोट समाइज ऑन बिहाफ ऑफ वॉट द ब्रिटिशर्स डिड टू इंडिया नो दैट पर्सन शुड नॉट बी मे बी वॉट द मुगल्स डिड उसके लिए आज के मुसलमान का क्या लेना देना है उससे ऐसे ही हम जो पहले हुआ उसके लिए मैं क्यों सॉरी बोलू मैंने थोड़ी ना किया मैं तो उसको न्यूक करने की बात कर रहा हूं सो बी ए विजिलेंट सिटीजन नाउ स्पेशली टू द हिंदू कम्युनिटी जस्ट बाय बीइंग यू नो हाईली एजुकेटेड लो ऑन क्राइम इज नॉट इनफ यू हैव टू बी अ विजिलेंट पर्सन हु सीज व्हाट्स हैपनिंग एट द पॉलिटिकल लेवल and try to support multiple organizations i once again want to i started off by giving a shout out to my friend sangeeta here i want to end again by you know giving a shout out to sangeeta she she is also someone who is very active inside the community over there she's part of kohi she 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 and their that organization was also doing good work so you know i i want to congratulate sangeeta on what she was doing and there are many others who are doing good job kona is doing good work hindu american foundation dekho main sabse baat karta hu मेरा किसी के साथ पंगा नहीं मैं एज लॉन्ग एज वो कम्युनिटी के लिए अच्छा कर रहे हैं मैं सपोर्ट करूंगा मेरे पर्सनल व्यूज मेरे पर्सनल व्यूज है मेरे व्यूज ऑन एनाइलेशन ऑफ जाति वरना कभी चेंज नहीं होने वाले और मैं हमेशा उसके लिए काम करता रहूंगा एक्टिवली डिस्ट्रॉय करूंगा उस सिस्टम को मेरे थ्रू बट आई विल नेवर इम्पोज माई व्यूज ऑन अदर्स बट एट द सेम टाइम वी हैव टू लुक एट दिस इन अ वेरी मेच्योर वे to say something travels from india over there is unfair on a second generation and a third generation child it is very unfair and india is also changing pew polls suggest caste discrimination is reducing significantly in india so you know maybe the person who's carrying the bag and baggage with him what if the bag and baggage itself has changed in the home home ground so what are they going to carry over there so and to the people who are pushing these legislations your hatred of modi should not cloud your judgment so much that you ruin the lives of people so once again uh, nikunj and jay thank you for coming i wish you guys uh, all the best and i'll try my best to help the community in whatever way possible no thank you for having us thank you thank you very Namaste. much
All right, guys, we'll wrap today's discussion. Once again, you can follow Kona on social media. Uh, uh, I'll left their Twitter handle and the uh, the website address in the description of the podcast. You can also support the Charvak podcast. As you know, this is a member-driven podcast. I don't do ad reads. I don't sell food, crypto, channel. So I'm only members. So become a member, whether it's on YouTube or Patreon or Fanmo, wherever you want to go and become a member. You Please subscribe to the channel. Also leave a rating on iTunes or whatever, Spotify, wherever you listen to And like this video, comment. Gali dena chate ho, gali bhi do, wo bhi algorithm ko madad karti hai. To galiya hi de do, chalo, kuch to karo. But I'll see you guys next time. Until then, namaste, take care. Bye.